0: Hasn't been speaking as much here occasionally she'll speak in other churches so she's awesome she's fun to listen to and and um you know so it's gonna be awesome i mean these people love you you're gonna rock at this okay so it's gonna be great and then uh and, and then and then i'm gonna come and we're gonna take the lord's supper together uh cody do you want her to use this microphone or the other one okay she'll use this one okay god bless you guys thank you
1: well, good morning. This is exciting. Um, thank you, Jen, wherever she went, um, for what she said this morning. That was such a beautiful statement from a mother's heart. And um, I realized that today is hard for a lot of people. It's not um, a day to come and get accolades. It's a day of pain. And it grieves me that that anyone would ever think that there's a certain Sunday that they couldn't come into the house of the Lord and worship and praise God and be in fellowship with one another um, because of of anything that we do in here that would remind you of pain. So before we get started, we we often say this prayer. um, It's called a prayer for Mother's Day says, Lord, we remember the mothers who have gone before us for their love, sacrifice, struggle, and joy. We thank you. Lord, we remember the mothers of scripture who are a part of our story as we are a part of your story for their courage, faith, love, and fierceness. We thank you. Lord, we remember those who have not given birth to us but are mothers to us for their gift of themselves that they have given we thank you. For the women who struggle with fertility, for those women whose society labels as less in their childlessness, for those women who have lost children, for their tears, for their strength, for their wisdom, for their lives, we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, you probably don't expect a Mother's Day message to start out with a passage about the leper, but Aaron told me that this would go a lot better if I would start out with a funny story, so, or joke. (laughs) Don't look at me like that. I don't think lepers are funny, but just bear with me for a moment, okay? So this isn't a Mother's Day message. Um, We get plenty of those in commercials and stuff like that, but it's just, a testimony of, of sorts and I happen to be a mom, so there may be some of that sprinkled in um, and I'm a mom that's made a lot of mistakes and I've learned probably more from my mistakes than I've learned from the things that I've done well even just last night I just I just messed up so bad and um, those, those things grieve you as a mother, you want to be um, you just want to be good you know You want to be, you want to do everything right and you can't. But our children need to see us messing up just as much as they need to see us doing everything right because through that we teach them grace and how to apologize and that they don't have to be perfect either. So I've learned a thing or two in my 19 years of parenting. And um, I've learned a lot of things, but I'll just give you two quick survival tips before we get back to the leper. Um, One is dry shampoo. (laughs) Notice my friend here, how many days in a row can I use dry shampoo? Asking for a friend. It's a real thing. And you need a friend who will tell you when you've gone one day too many. You need a friend who will say, honey, you are looking like a founding father right now. You got the powdered wig going on and you need to, you need to do a real shampoo, okay? Um, so that, get you a friend like that. I have several, well, my daughter's one. She'll be like, mom, no, Mm-mm. it's time, okay? Um, and, and the second one, which is a little more serious, um, is the phrase, I guess I just haven't learned that yet. And in my early days as a mom, I was, I was very ashamed of anything that I didn't know. And I would hide it. I would, try to, I would try to race ahead of the situation and cover up anything that looked like I didn't know what I was doing. I tried to always look like everything just came so natural because I felt like mothers were in, magically instilled with all the knowledge that they would need. And if I floundered or I failed, then it was a sign that maybe I wasn't cut out for that and that terrified me. Um, So this phrase, it just really helped me to know that we're not born knowing everything. We can learn from one another, we can learn from God as he just reveals things to us in stages along our journey. Um, And unfortunately for me, I just learned this, I just saw this um, picture two weeks ago. So two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I I got this and I was like, man, what I would have given to have had this early on. So hopefully I'm I'm, I'm saving you years of trouble, years of having to hide um, and, and be terrified of people finding out that you don't have it all together. You don't have it all together. None of us have it all together. And that's a lot of wasted energy to, to put that on. Okay. Um, now, back to the leper. For, for about six and a half years, I've suffered with just severe shoulder pain. Um, uh, I don't know exactly how I hurt it, but it just hurt all the time. But then also if I moved it a certain way, it felt like I was being stabbed in my collarbone. And I went to doctors. I, I got x-rays. I got shots. I, went, I took medication. I went to a chiropractor. I went to an orthopedic surgeon. No one could help me over the course of six years. It was just so frustrating, so frustrating. Um, Then one day... (laughs) Aaron and I were we're at a ball game, we were hanging out, and this is like 6 years of frustration and pain. And we're hanging out and I kind of I went to the, just kind of loop my arm through his arm, and at the same time that I did that, he turned to watch the action at the other end of the of the court, and when he did that, like something popped. And immediately I felt relief. And for all these doctors that I'd gone to, I'd said if I feel like if something could just pop. Like, I don't, I don't know. And everybody's like, Oh, I don't know either. So, um, anyway, he, thank you, Aaron, (laughs) man, like he does it all. You know what I'm saying? So, um, (laughs) could have saved me a lot of money. Um, and and I just almost couldn't believe it because I was like, well, it's probably going to start hurting again. This is just a fluke, you know? And I kept like touching it. And I was like, no pain, no pain. This went on for a while and I was like, whoop, woo!" And um, then I was putting my sheets on the bed and I tweaked it and it started hurting again. And that taught me a big lesson not to put sheets on my bed. <laughs> i let I let him do that and he can pop my shoulder back into place. He can put the sheets on the bed. He does my dishes. It's awesome. Um, but I tweaked it and I was just like, so frustrated because you guys, this hurt. It just hurt. It kept me from like worshiping fully and all this stuff. And, um, so we started back in March, I think we started a new Bible study. We started the follow Bible study and we were studying the book of Mark, which, if you've heard me talk about it, Aaron always tells people to read the book of Mark, and then I'm like, why? Like, Mark's not like the best gospel or anything. But then I started reading it, and I was like, okay, well, it kind of is. I mean, it's like the comic book of gospels, you know, because it's like suddenly, and then, and immediately, and and be killed, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, woo, all this action. So it's kind of, it's cool. It is a good place to start. So I've come over to your camp. I've, I've, I've been in Mark all year long. I have just, I've... I love Jesus. I love Jesus so much. So when we're in, and in fact, like we started this study and we kind of had a funny little, like a little hashtag, uh, like fangirling over Jesus. And uh, we were like, we're going to (laughs) get... We're going to get t shirts made because we're like, and I mean, it kind of boggles the mind that you can be a Christian and you can go through and like you forget to read the gospels because you're like, well, I've read that once. I know what happened. You don't have to go back to it. But I've been reading Mark since January. I've been just hovering all in and out of the gospels since, and I can't get out of it. Like, I'm just like, I just. Every time I read it, I learn something more. And moms and women and men, anybody, if you want encouragement in life and you want to know that you're not alone, read the Gospels. Jesus was constantly trying to get away by himself, he was constantly being chased down, and um, he was frustrated at having to repeat himself. Um, But he was also compassionate. And he was moved by compassion, and he saw women and he gave them value. So, anyway, mm -hmm. (laughs) preach it back to the lepers. So, week one, we're reading the passage from Mark 1 40 through 45. And let's read that right now. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus was indignant, he reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately, the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. And this will play in later, so we'll read it now. See that you don't tell anyone, tell this to anyone. And we'll just stop right there, okay? So just to kind of give you an example of what my mind is like, when I read that scripture have you ever seen that Geico commercial where the, where the gecko is sitting at the counter of the 24-hour diner? Okay, well, let's just watch that real quick. So, you're open all day, every day. That's what 24-7 means, sugar? Kind of like how you get 24-7 access to licensed agents with Geico. Hmm. Yeah, you just go online, give them a call anytime. You would ask say. Yep. Now, what will it take to get 24-7 access to that lemon meringue pie? that's what it takes baby geico great service from licensed agents 24 i'm a little demented because every time i read that scripture and jesus says be clean i hear that lady saying pie and the guy in the back is like pie coming he's like what what would it take for me to be healed be clean be healed be clean and then i imagine jesus like looking at the leper like that's what it takes to be clean, baby. Probably, probably didn't happen quite that way. But you know, I think, I think God allows us a little artistic licensing sometimes. Um, but I loved the the authority and the confidence with which he said that. So um, that night after that first Bible study, I went home. I was, was really tired and I was just aching. Like, as bad as my shoulder has ever hurt ever. And um, I was laying there if I had been if I hadn't been so tired I probably would have cried. it was hurting so bad. but I was laying there and all I could think about was the leper is as dirty as, as he was, as outcast as he was, as as diseased and ostracized and marginalized as he was, as lonely as he was. Having the faith, having the courage to walk up to Jesus. And not only did Jesus talk to him, he touched him and said, be clean. And so I I just, I lay there and I, I was just groggy, just half in, half out. And I just put my hand on my shoulder and I said, Lord, if you're willing, heal me. And I fell asleep. And the next day I woke up and it was like a couple of hours before I realized My shoulder did not hurt at all. Did not hurt at all. And you guys, it has not hurt me one time. That's like six. Yes. I don't know why. I don't know why it took till then. I don't know. I I don't know the journey. I don't want to know. I don't care at this point. I just, I'm just so thankful that God uses his word to remind us, to remind us of what he can do, to remind us of what we have access to amen. So this doesn't really have anything to do with Mother's Day other than the fact that when you leave here, you'll probably ask to go to Music City Diner and get a piece of pie, right? And that's, that's a good thing. So all week long, Aaron kept saying, you're going to speak, right? You're going to speak this morning. And, <laughs> and I just want to tell you, he's sitting down there with a sermon beside him yeah, he's shaking his head. He did not believe I would go through with this, and and I I can't really blame him because we've been really busy this week, and I've just been like I I have this thing like I can't get to one thing unless I've finished the thing before it, so I just kept putting it off and putting it off, and I was like, there's like a million when you've walked with the Lord for a long long time and you've done all these different Bible studies and you've read all these things, like you um you you there's so many things. And and you haven't spoken in six years. And so you're like, I could could just say so much. And what, but God, what do you want to have me say? So I think I made him a little nervous and I'm sorry about that. Um, (laughs) But everything that I thought, thank you, honey. Everything that I thought of, everything that came to me, I was like, yeah, I could say that. And yeah, it would be fine. But it kind of felt like an ill-fitting suit. You know what I'm saying? It felt like, It felt like regurgitation. It felt like I was taking other people's experiences and other people's words and other people's inspiration and simply just vomiting it back out to you. But you you have access to the internet. You have access to social media. You can follow inspirational profile after inspirational profile. You can listen to podcasts that inspire you you don't need me to just vomit that back out to you, do you? So I was very, very frustrated with this week and the and the process of organizing. I just couldn't seem to get my thoughts organized, and so I know this. I know this made him very nervous, but it was like almost midnight last night, and I finally I just I got this notebook out. And I, I was like, I'm just going to write everything down old school. I'm just going to write it down so that at least I just wanted to be able to come up here and have some organization to my thoughts. I wanted it to not be just a big jumbled up mess of, of what I was going to say. So I opened it up and on page two, there was a letter that, that God wrote me in 2017. And yeah, you heard me right. <laughs> a letter God wrote me, and you're probably, you just heard like the needle scratch on the record, you know, you're like, that girl needs a sabbatical more than any of us <laughs> knew, like, she's saying that God wrote her a letter, and that's crazy, but here, we have this little thing where, um, I learned this in one of the Bible studies that we did years and years ago, where you sit, and you quiet yourself, and you journal a letter to God, and you don't really think about it, you just write to him from your heart, okay, And then you just take a little breather and you turn the page and then you write to yourself. And once the pen hits the paper, you just empty out all of your thoughts and you just say, Holy Spirit, just speak to me. And can I just tell you, this may feel weird to you and it may seem weird to you and you're thinking, she's a little crazy, that's fine. But what is the use of serving a God, what is the use of having a relationship with a God that walked the earth 2000 years ago? If we can't still hear from him today, you know what I'm saying? So, so it's for me, this is just a really great practice. And so I, I, I evidently had gone through this process and, um, and he had, he had written to me. And when I read it, I was like, peace just came over me. Peace came over me. Um, all oh, this week, I, I, put this, I put this post on Facebook, and I was like, I don't want to write this, but I felt like God wanted me to. It was kind of whiny, and I was like, "Ugh!" but then he used someone to speak into my life. He used a, a sweet friend to say something to me that was like a lightning bolt, and, and basically, I'm, I'm maybe not that different from you. I'm kind of like, I like to be the one that encourages other people. I like to be the person that gives sage advice. I don't want to be the person that needs it, okay? So I, there was some pride going on there, and but I was obedient and I posted, and then my friend, what she said was, um, she said to me that Jesus is calling you to an intimacy that you can't get in any other way. He's walking you into this, and it, it was just like, oh, I, I get it, I've been so focused what I'm, what I'm going to be losing. I've been so focused on what I'm not going to have that I'm missing. I'm inhibiting myself from seeing what he's giving me, and that's him. Okay? So then I immediately thought, oh, I need to share this. <laughs> it's good, you know? And God was like, uh-uh, No. And then I said, "Oh, I see how it is. You give me the green light to post a whiny post, but when I get the victory, you you put the gabosh on it. Okay, I see how we're gonna do." So, um, but he but he was like, "Just be patient, child. Okay." So so then I was just puttering around the house. I was seeing I'm, I'm I'm wrapping up. I promise. So I was um I was just puttering around the house and I was. I was singing desert song because I'm real current like that. And I was just like singing this new hip song, desert song. Um, And the part where it gets to, everybody loves this part, right? Because it makes you feel less selfish um, for wanting something from God. But it says, I know I'm filled to be emptied again. And when I sang that part though, I just, I stopped and I kind of cocked my head to the side. I was like, no, that doesn't feel quite right. And so I sang it again. And, and, and one more time I just was stopped and I felt, I felt God saying to me, oh, I've lost my place. Oh, I felt God saying to me, um, no, that, that's not, that's not what I'm doing this time. I'm just going to overflow your cup with me. Okay, so that, that's good in and of itself. But then later that night, I got a, uh, an inbox from my friend Jill who's flying back at this moment from Laos. They'll be landing in a couple of hours. And um, she inboxed me. She goes, I was praying for you in the midst of packing up her whole house to come home for a year um, from Laos. I was, I was just praying for you. And I felt like God told me that this, this time that's coming up for you, it's a time of filling but not a feeling to be poured out again. Exact words. And I started bawling. She wrote these exact words. Just his overflowing presence. It's not for anyone else. Just you and him. So fast forward to last night when I grabbed this notebook and I had, I had, I had written to God, I feel raw. I don't know what my purpose is. And I turned the page and I read the, wor- the words that he wrote to me. He said... You've been coming to me in desperation and need. You come when the storms hit and you need shelter. But I want you to run to me, not as a last result, res- resort, not in preparation for something you're going to give to everyone else. This was in 2017. Just because. Stop worrying what you can stop oh gosh I can't read my own writing stop worrying what you can or should give to everyone else stop worrying so why am I telling you this very personal thing come on up because and this was like at 12:30 and I was just writing and I'm not I'm not good at writing I was like, oh, I hope I can read this later." So I typed it out. But um God wanted me to tell you, this is it. This is what he wanted me to tell you. To stop curating other people's experiences only to vomit them back out to someone else in hopes of helping them. Stop filing away inspirational quotes so you can use them when you want to look holy. And I'm, preach, I'm preaching to myself. I mean, this is this is to me. Jesus told the people when he ascended to go and make disciples of all people, but those were people who had been with him. They had been with him first. Mm-hmm. Then they went out. So we can't pour out what we don't have as mothers, as women, as men, as children, as students, as employees. And speaking just specifically to the ladies today, if we have any hope of being the women that he wants us to be, we have to want him more than anything. We just have to want him not to be a good mother, not, not so that we can look good, not so that we can, you know, produce these little carbon copies of ourselves and we look like super moms. We, we're daughters. We're daughters of him No matter what your status is, whether you, whether you ever have a child or whether you have 10 children, you are as valuable to him as anyone else. You have purpose. You have calling. You are precious, precious, precious to him. So he wanted me to remind you. Um, we'll just read this last scripture and then I'll turn it over to this guy. He told me, he was like, say whatever you want. I'll get up there and clean it up afterwards. So... <laughs> Well, let's see what you got, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> he did. He said that. Psalm 63. Um, <laughs> oh no, we didn't clear action cue. Oh no. Go to like a black screen and then go to that if you can. Hit like a black screen, like clear everything. And then, sorry, Brian, I'm so sorry. Aaron did it. Yeah. <laughs> this time usually it's me. Well, Psalm 63, it's talking about, okay. You, sorry, you God are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. I thought about Aaron saying that early, earlier, how he comes in here and he just prays. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. Go ahead. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. In the Passion Translation, it says, I overflow with praise when I come before you, for the anointing of your presence satisfies me like nothing else. And then verse six, on my bed I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night because you are my help, and I sing in the shadow of your wings. I'm gonna I'm gonna be quiet now and let Aaron clean up my mess. Okay. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, you need that. Thank you so much. You did a wonderful job, Beth. And um yeah, but thank the Lord for that. What a wonderful job. I want the ushers to position themselves to distribute communion and I know that I was blessed uh by that message. You know, some of the things God uses um, our personalities and the staff personalities, guest speakers and everyone has a distinct flavor or emphasis but what we offer you is not ourselves, we offer you Jesus. Yeah. So, um, you know, I love, I love all the different expressions but in the end if we don't have Christ we have nothing. Uh, communion reminds us of that today and every Sunday. It reminds us that we partake of Jesus We partake of the bread. We partake of the cup. Um, His presence is in the body. His presence is um, in the symbolic of of his shedding of of the blood. And um, our gospel reading for today, I know we've already read in Mark, but I'm showing one verse, John chapter 10, verse 27. Uh, Jesus said this, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me it's john 10 27 it's like jesus gave his own three-point sermon in this in this passage my sheep hear my voice i know them and they follow me and so this is what the lord's saying like you know him don't ever take the voice of jesus for granted hear his voice hear his voice Um, Beth gave us some great examples today of of how she hears his voice. And and we get to learn about her relationship with the Lord. and, And we all have received much value in that. It's not the method. It's the voice we hear through the methods. The word of the Lord, the word of God, the scripture that we love the prayers that we give, and it takes us to this place where we find out who we really are, and that's the table of the Lord. My sheep know my voice. Listen to his voice. Listen to him. Listen to him in all the varieties of ways that he expresses himself, from worship like this, worship services like this, to the beauty of creation that we have often more time to be part of during the summer. My sheep know my voice, and then they follow me. And they follow me. They, they're, they're after me. And let that that leadership of the Lord in your life. And I know them. You know what's so great about coming to the Lord's table? Is the Lord knows us. Okay, so in times like this, Beth, one of her gifts is transparency and you find out more about her and you find out more about maybe our marriage and the and the, the little nuances and funny things that happen. And, and I'm so thankful that she said to moms and all of us, hey, don't pretend like you're perfect. What, wasn't that free? Wasn't that good? So here's the great thing. Because of Jesus, we don't have to pretend. Like he knows all the crazy thoughts we have and the motives that we have that aren't pure, that we fooled everybody in, and then he says, come to my table anyway. I've got a place for you. He's so good. Let me pray for you.